Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, the celebrities have been stirring up the drama this week, and I have my own two drama queens to help me filter fact from fiction. Star of the movie, Gentlemen Prefer Redheads, Gwen Flamberg. Oh, ain't that the truth? Hello. <laughs> and star of the movie, Wow, Bethany, Wow, Sarah Huron. <laughs> am I playing Bethany Frankel, or am I playing... Ramona Singer. You're playing Ramona Singer because your accent for that is just really good and I've been trying to nail it. Got it, got it. Wow, Bethany, wow. Today we have a troubled SNL star dating the diamond of the social season, a pop star being even more of an open book about her marriage, a Real Housewives of New York triple whammy, Prince Harry's new job, and Batman going back to his superwoman. Well, before we get into all of this, let's in some intentions, something that celebrities, you know, were bugging us this week and we now see far less of, or something we're applauding them for and want to see more of. Sarah Huron, who is your intention for this week? I know we're going to get in to Queen Jessica Simpson in a little bit, and I have prepared by rereading the book and the diary entries and ordering the paperback copy. Um to go along with the hardback one I already have. I'm holding it up for, for I know you can't see it, but for my co-hosts. She's um, holding it close and hugging it, clutching it, actually. Always, at all times. But my intention, I'd be remiss if I didn't just make my intention straight up. Jessica, I need every single diary entry you've ever written. I want all the little scratch-offs, all the... Um, little scribbles, the words I can't make out. I need every single diary entry you've ever written since the time you were a little girl until 2021, and I need it now. Wow. And Gwen and I used to work with her ghostwriter, who's just the most funny, amazing writer we love. So I can see why you like the book so much. Kevin O'Leary, not Shark Tank, (laughs) kills it. (laughs) The other Kevin O'Leary, killing it with that book. It is a perfect book. If you haven't read it yet, I mean, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. <laughs> okay, I'll get it for a nice little summer beach read. Gwen, who are you intending on? Oh my God, you guys. My intention is for Chris Evans, who, you know, I never really was that huge of a fan of in the like Chris versus Chris. I always chose Chris Pratt because, you know, I like kind of like the chubby, funny underdog. But listen, Chris Evans was on Twitter with his shirt off and everybody realized that he had a chest tattoo and like the interwebs have gone wild. And let me tell you something. 
I'm wild about Chris now, too. My intention for Chris Evans is to always be on Zoom and all manner of social media without a shirt, sans shirt, just like mm. go to Publix without a shirt. We need to see your chest, all of your tattoos. Give it to us. And if you guys haven't seen this yet, yet go to usmagazine.com slash stylish. There was actually a lot, a lot of tattoo news this week, you guys. So read all about it. That is the best intention I think any of us have ever created for the show in the history of this podcast. Thank you, Gwen. That's a bold claim, but okay. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, my intention for this week is for Chrissy Teigen. Um, she just deactivated her Twitter today saying that it's drawing more negative influences her life than positive influences her life. And my intention is pretty simple. You could probably guess it. Come back to Twitter. You're so funny. I know that she blocks a lot of people and receives a lot of online hate and I want her to do whatever is good for her mental health. But she is so funny. She is a f- clapback queen. I just am obsessed. Come back she makes twitter a brighter place and i know hers is negative but she makes my feed just so much more positive come back to us chrissy you are a legend you know we do tend to manifest destiny here on this podcast Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna lean into that um and i'm also going to pray hard that chrissy returns i bet she will the twitterverse needs chrissy teigen It's a big part of her, like, job, too. All right. Well, let us get into some news. Um, Lady Whistledown here. And who was spotted walking the promenade today? Well, it's the diamond of the season who seems to have gotten back into the rough. After being seen with a gentleman who's known as a bit of a scandal, they say. Gwen, tell us who Pete Davidson is rumored to be knitting, who we're saying run away to now. Really making Julie Andrews proud with that, Travis, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That was a lot of effort and that was really good. But I just can't even believe that Bridgerton star Phoebe Dianver is said to be spending time with SNL star Pete Davidson. I mean, come on. He flew from New York to her hometown in the UK, which is not London, you guys. I can't even believe it. So Dianver visited New York where the Saturday Night Live star lives in February. And she posted a caption saying, grateful I got to be here for a hot sack. Adding a heart emoji, which you guys know can mean anything. But we hear that she's in New York filming Younger, the comedy drama created and produced by Darren Starr for TV Land. She's playing a character called Claire, an Irish citizen who goes through a green card marriage to stay in the U.S. Is that a hint? But then Pete Davidson was photographed in Altrincham, Altrincham, I feel like I'm Travis, you can't pronounce like proper names. I'm really, this that's why whatever. I gave you this nickname. <laughs> it's in, it's in, in Greater Manchester, which is where she is from. So a fan posted the photo on Facebook writing, Bizarre Altrincham spot of the day. He's staying over in Altrincham with friends. Well, we wonder who these friends are because there was no sign of Phoebe at the time, but the sighting sparked rumors that she and Davidson have been spending some quality time together on both sides of the pond. Reps for Phoebe Denver declined to comment and a rep for Pete Davidson didn't get back to us. But I don't know, you guys. Smoke salmon. Am I right? <laughs> yes. yes. Good job, I, you know, I have really, really high hopes 
for Phoebe Diamber, like in life, in terms of her career, and also in terms of her star rising. And, you know, I don't know, some like real kinds of straddling A-listers have spent time with Pete Davidson, maybe because of something that we don't know about, but the BDE hundo P, you know, but I don't know. I really want her to be with somebody who is actually more a list and less troubled. Yeah. I mean, Sarah, let me ask you a leading question. Why should Phoebe not be with Pete Davidson? I mean, listen to the thank you next album for all the evidence you need. I, I, you know, I get confused. I worry, not worry, but I'm conflicted. I'll say about Pete Davidson because he has obviously dated a lot of young Hollywood starlets. None of these relationships have ended very well, but people don't have horrible things to say about him. We're not talking like, you know, a Shia LaBeouf out here right. and maybe he's growing up and maybe, you know, it's been a minute since his last relationship and she's so of the right he's age. not abusive. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I feel like we're so quick to be like, oh, we'd run away from Pete Davidson, which I always say, but like, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's time for him to give it another shot. It's been a minute since the last love interest. Cindy Crawford and Brandy Gerber had to have like an intervention with Kaya when she was dating him. Kaya also, yeah rising star no Phoebe no like can't you go for somebody hotter and maybe even like where's Henry Cavill how about Paul Mezcal I'm just saying at least they're age appropriate age appropriate they're both 25 what what troubles me is when someone who's trouble like goes after like the hottest rising star or is like into them for their celebrity power it just seems like a strange way to start off a relationship so and i just i don't see phoebe and p together but maybe sarah you're right i'll cut him a little bit of slack just kidding phoebe run the other way get him out of manchester it's not good post post haste post haste Make haste, make haste, Phoebe. So the former Prince of Wales is now the Prince of Silicon Valley. Britain's self-exiled Prince Harry will be joining the American workforce, taking up a new job at at a Silicon Valley company. Harry will become the chief impact offer at BetterUp. INC, a San Francisco-based health tech Mm -hmm. company which offers professional and mental health coaching, um, a spokesperson confirmed to us. And Harry said, I'm really excited to be joining BetterUp team in the community. Thanks for having me. The company was founded in 2013, and Harry says, I firmly believe that focusing on prioritizing our mental fitness unlocks potential and opportunity that we never knew we had inside. Prince Harry, of course, has deals with Spotify and Netflix. Turn to this job. Um, are we happy about this new move for Prince Harry into our American workforce, getting his W-9 and tax is filed in proper ways. I just think it's funny that all these headlines make it seem like Prince Harry is going to be like going into the office, like having, you know, a drink at the water cooler, or going to get cocktails after work. Like that's not what's freaking happening. These are all formality positions. We know he cares about mental health. Happy for him. Know that I am. How many jobs are they going to take on? I don't care. Unless you're giving me tea, I don't care. Good for him. <laughs> exactly. And I just like that this it fits into his wheelhouse that it is about mental health and blah, blah, blah. But the only other thing is that I'm just like, all right, so who cares that your family cut you off because you are raking in the dough, Harry? 
this isn't a volunteer position. You know what I'm saying, guys? <laughs> yeah, so. I think it's a great idea that he went to the place in America, which has the most newfound wealth right now, and he is getting those dollars and coins. Well, this wasn't really a shocking position, but I know I visibly felt Sarah Huron twinge and then explode and then come back into herself because of what <laughs> happened in The Real Housewives of New York this week. Sarah, tell us about this triple whammy and really how it impacted you. We want to hear about you. Wow. Thank you so much for asking. Honestly, no one has asked yet. And I feel like I need better friends. Um, let's go in chronological order, shall we? Yes, yes. Um, our girl, our girl Tinsley Mortimer, who we love, former star of Real Housewives of New York City, left the show last year, midway through the season, because she got back together with the coupon king, Scott Cluth. They moved to Chicago. She got engaged, finally, allegedly, seemingly got her happy ending. He proposed while a choir was singing A Thousand Years from Twilight. I mean, that should have been the red flag. But <laughs> instead, we they just called it quits. Um, and it's been a little... A little um, messy already he released a statement to people magazine saying that they ended their relationship a while haven't been living together kind of implying that's been over for a while then sources close to tinsley have said she was blindsided this was not what she wanted she was trying to make it work i mean they have been on and off for like five years we saw them meet on roni we saw them break up get back together break up get back together we saw tinsley cry over her frozen embryos we saw her move uh, to dressed Chicago. as a clown too dressed, dressed as, as a, a clown poor yeah. dale her mom dale mm. devastated i'm sure and now tin's a single and we need her to get her apple back <laughs> yes we do um i thank you for reminding me that the engagement song was from twilight a thousand years i had Never forgotten forget. what the chorus on the streets of chicago were saying but there was a lot and it really seemed like bethany was trying to steal the spotlight away from roni releasing their new trailer and knowing bethany and her she absolutely was trying to seal the spotlight from her former cast. Right. So we get Tinsley breakup, which is like, oh no, but like maybe she'll come back to Roni one day. We'd love you, Tins. We're rooting for you, Tins. She was like reposting all the articles about it. It was like kind of amazing. <laughs> then we get Bethany finally finalizing her divorce from Jason Hoppy, which whether you like Bethany or not, because she's, you know, can be polarizing, especially about that Meghan Markle feud a few weeks ago. <laughs> Everyone, I think, was rooting universally for her and Jason Hoppy to finally be divorced. Eight years in the making. Poor daughter, Bryn. I mean, they accused each other of everything in the book, in their court documents. Super sad. So happy it's finally over. Now, the thing that's a little sketchy about this is we have confirmed that the judge signed off on their divorce on January 20th. It was made public knowledge the same day that she was seen rocking that diamond engagement ring and that the Roni trailer was set to be released obviously with her not in it she hasn't been on the show for a couple of years so people are speculating that this was all part of Bethany's plan to sort of take the attention back <laughs> onto her but the trailer in my opinion it, it held its own it was still good so give me all the drama give me all the tea give me Roni all day every day all right, so here's the thing, you guys. That ring, if it in fact is a diamond, is estimated to be at like a million dollars. Oh my God, yeah. Here's what I find slightly suspect. She was papped in a swimsuit in the water wearing that ring. Who wears a $1 million honking diamond to go swimming? 
So, you know, I think that this is some deep, heavy reporting that needs to be done. Is it a real ring? You know, like, was this she knew Bethany has an amazing bod. She knows she's going to be papped in a swimsuit. Have we learned nothing from Kim losing her diamond earring in the water? But there are children yeah. dying in India, and right. to remember that, Sarah, I I think that she probably just had it sized really well and just wanted to show it off and just didn't do the breaststroke or anything too much with her hands. But you seem to think it's like a recreation of an original diamond cubic zirconia that celebrities do, or just she doesn't have I'm, a diamond. I'm drawing <laughs> I love this some conspiracy from Gwen Flamberg. I'm- I'm drawing some conclusions here that maybe this was all kinds of manufactured and manipulated, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of come out on the day to take the attention back from Roni. I don't know. Listen, one of my best friends, she and her husband, big scuba divers, when they got engaged, he proposed to her on a dive. He put a ring into one of those like treasure chests that go in fish tanks. And, you know, pointed to her on the dive to get, oh, what is that treasure chest? How funny that treasure chest would be here. Open it. She pulls out this ring and she's yelling at him through their, like, whatever the apparatus is that you do when you scuba dive. I'm claustrophobic, so I would never scuba dive ever. But basically, she's yelling at him, I told you I didn't want a solitaire. And then they get up to the surface and he was like, I know you didn't want a solitaire. That ring is fake. I would never put a diamond in a treasure chest at the bottom of the sea. This sounds like a sitcom plot from like Boy Meets World or something. Oh, my God. Well, Sarah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because our next topic is Boy Meets Shrimp. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if you've been on the Internet this week, but the husband of Boy Meets World actress Daniel Fischel Karp, who, of course, played Topanga, the iconic beauty in the 1990s sitcom, went insanely viral on Monday with allegations of a very unsavory discover in his breakfast cereal. Topanga's husband is Jensen Karp, who posted images on Twitter of shrimp tails he allegedly found in a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. He tweeted... Um, CTC Squares, which is apparently the umbrella company. Why are there strip tails in my cereal? This is not a bit. Tagging Cinnamon Toast Crunch's original Twitter and posting an image of what appeared to be sugar-coated shrimp tails in a now viral tweet. Yes, Jensen looped in General Mills, the cereal, and they said, we're so sorry to see what you found. We would like to report this to our quality team and replace the box. Can you please DM? And then he said, thanks. Um, But Topanga was not feeling the brand's tweet. She's honestly mad. Uh, The husband told the post of Daniel's current feeling regarding the situation. She is really disappointed in General Mills' statement and hoping they show more concern. Some people are allergic to shrimp tails. It could be a bigger issue and Jensen also said that he had a bowl of the cereal before he tweeted it so he did have a bowl of the shrimp tails thing and cinnamon toast crunch is saying that these are sugar particles not actual shrimp tails um gross but then the weirdest thing I mean this was crazy and insane already and now it's like taking a turn because in 2021 no one can go viral without going unscathed and now everyone's like accusing this guy of being abusive and horrible unrelated to the shrimp tails but apparently he has like a bad rep of like who he is 
Topanga's husband. So now it's like taking this weird turn of being all dark when it was all just about fishtails. It's like finding the shrimp tail and the cereal, finding the abuse and the husband. I mean, when will this story stop? You know, to be fair, I don't think they've commented on that yet. But if you want to go on Twitter, there's a lot of people replying to these threads being like, well, he treated me like shit or whatever. So praying for Topanga and (laughs) for anyone who might get shrimp in their cinnamon toast crunch. And they ordered like a, it was from Costco. So there was like more than one pack of cereal in it and they showed one of the other packs in that and it was sort of had some like black like mold looking thing on the cinnamon toast crunch so it wasn't just the shrimp tails and again he ate a bowl of this before he did so I used to love cinnamon toast crunch I know it sort of ruined I'm a little worried for them sell your stocks now because it's not (laughs) going well There's only room for one Star-Lord in this relationship. That's right. Anna Ferris says pride and competition ruined her marriage to Chris Pratt, who my boyfriend mispronounced the other day and said Chris Pratt. Um, while speaking to Gwyneth Paltrow for her unqualified podcast, Anna Ferris admitted that a level of competitiveness between her and her exes caused tension in their marriages. Anna said, my other two marriages were with actors, and I don't think we did a great job of eliminating competitive competitiveness. The mom shared to Gwyneth, or at least I didn't, being a proud person and not wanting to reveal vulnerability. And I added any hint of competitiveness in comparison. I don't handle that very well. I don't think, and I hope I've grown from that. Anna Ferris was married to Ben Idra from 2004 to 2008, and then Chris Pratt from 2009 to 2018. And now she's planning her third wedding. But luckily, this guy is a cinematographer. So hopefully there will be less competition. Um, I feel like when we reported this, I mean, I know we had sources telling us that competition was a big part of the reason for divorce for Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt that she was really famous when they got together and then he got famous and then things sort of shriveled and got bad from there. Tara's oldest time. The power dynamic shifting in a Hollywood relationship. I mean, he really was kind of just like the funny guy in Parks and Rec, no big mm-hmm. deal. I mean, he was great. And that's the Chris Pratt that I loved um, when he first married her and they were super cute. And then he, you know, got ripped for Guardians of the Galaxy and his and Jurassic Park and all those things. And his career really took off. But she also was always consistently working. So it's a little confusing to me um, because, you know, mom was on. I think she had was on that show for a long time. But I mean, listen, yeah. I'm sure he's happy with the Schwarzenegger girl praying to God. I'm absolutely sure that he is. Well, telling this story is a public affair and irresistible to this songstress who thought she was going to love her husband forever. Yes, Jessica Simpson has opened up with even more in a bonus chapter of her book that Sarah was literally chomping at the bit for, waiting at her door. Oh, Mr. Postman, please bring me my Jessica Simpson book, (laughs) staring out the window. But she finally got her hands on it. Sarah Huron, tell us about these bonus features we got. Wow, that was so perfect. What a good image, an accurate image. Um, Yeah, so in the new paperback edition of Open Book, available now, hashtag not sponsored, wish it was, um, there is a new intro that Jessica wrote in November 2020. The biggest takeaway from that is she shares stories of her fan encounters at signings. She had one 
woman come up to her and say she experienced similar sexual abuse that Jessica did. And she said this in front of Jessica's daughter, Maxwell. So that prompted Jessica to have the conversation with Maxwell about it, which was an interesting read. Also, a woman came up to her and apologized for being the fan who dressed up as Jessica at a Dallas Cowboys game and yelled things at Tony Romo that went viral thinking it was Jessica Simpson. And I remember that. Yeah. The woman came up to Jessica at a book signing in Chicago and was like, that was me. And I'm really sorry. And they embraced and cried together iconic (laughs) and then of course in the actual diary entries that she photocopied to be in the public the new edition the paperback edition there are so many gems but if you would just allow me to read the section of when she found out that nick lachey was dating vanessa (gasps) quote so nick you are with another already important to note that you and r are just the letters not written out thank you seems like you forgot the love you spoke to me It is only because I am alone in the dark with no one to call my own but the night. Oh, night, love me tenderly, love me quiet, find me happy, find me right. Oh, Lord, let your star shine upon me tonight. Mm. Sarah, that's not real. Yes, it is. This is poetry excerpts that we're getting from Jessica Simpson. It's not real. I have the book in front of me. Oh, my God. There it is. Confirmed. Wow. Um, That's nice. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, we're looking at it. That is very much Jessica Simpson's You thought I made that up? No, I didn't. I just sort of wanted you to because it wasn't that good. Here's another part. (laughs) The house is hushed. Everything is still. I sit in solitude to cry, to feel, alone, (laughs) giving up on giving in. Oh, that's deep. Also from the divorce era. Oh, my God. I love this poetry slam moment that we have. And people say she can't write lyrics. <laughs> so was it really just the addition were these diary entries and the introduction or was there a new like full chapter? No, it's an introduction, which is a couple pages to go before the other introduction because there was already an introduction. <laughs> and then there is several photocopied pages with a few pictures and little captions and diary entries. So I need more. I mean, it's a 400 page book, but it could be 800 Oh my God. Good luck to her. Well, I'm really just happy for Sarah in this situation. Thank you, Jessica Simpson and Kevin O'Leary for providing our Sarah Huron with what she needed to get through this week and possibly her life. If you had my love and we went to see a therapist, would you come to me? That's right. Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod are still making it work. The two are in couples therapy and a source tells us in the new issue out this week that things are going well between the two and they are working on their relationship and things are going to be okay with the two. So we're hearing from sources that J-Lo and A-Rod are fine and everything's going to be okay with them. And I'm a little worried for everyone involved here, but, you know, happy they're working it out. Gwen, you look really like you don't think this relationship is going to work out. I mean, I I don't think it's going to work out forever. I think that it is very adult and kinds of very relatable that they're trying to make it work. But what I think is going to happen is, you know, give it like six months, eight months, and JLo's just going to kick them to the curb. She's going to take control of the situation and it's going to be over. I agree. Sarah, what do you think is going to happen? Retweet. <laughs> Retweet plus Hashtag one. get J-Rod on Southern Charm. Oh my God. That would be the best thing ever if they showed up Wild. to the reunion. 
Oh my God. Well, let's move on to another couple. Um, I don't even know what to say about this, but I'm just happy I get to say this couple name again. Banana, the queen of Dunkin' Donuts paparazzi shots, Anna de Armas, may be back with her boo, Ben Affleck. Gwen, what can you tell us about the possibility that this will happen? And I know your opening line is funny. Don't get too excited yet, Trav, because much like that cardboard cutout, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas' relationship is very much still in the dumps. Who wrote that? The dumpster, Travis did. Or did Kevin? No, I did. Wow, that's good. Travis's, Travis's partner is real good with words, you guys. Anyway, months after the stars split, after less than a year of dating and likely gallons of shared Dunkin' iced coffee between them, speculation that they had reconciled had been swirling around the interwebs. It all started when the Knives Out actor posted a seemingly standard selfie on Instagram over the weekend showing her post-Ben bob with bangs, you guys. You know, her hair has really been telling the tale this year. In the photo, it really has. In the photo, she sported a half-heart pendant necklace alongside, again, that heart emoji. You know, the heart emoji just tells all you guys. So eagle-eyed fans noticed that Affleck and Ormus often and wore identical versions of the accessory in the deluge of paparazzi photos of the former couple during their whirlwind quarantine romance over the summer. But when the two called it quits in January, many assumed that the jewelry would be put on ice. A soon-to-be-forgotten symbol of their love gone cold. But after sharing the photo, Armas followed up the post with another Instagram story featuring a slew of stickers with the words, nope, no, I don't think so, and more, simply across a black screen. In addition to that two-fingered peace sign, seemingly shutting down that speculation. She's like, no way, guys. I might still be slurping on the Dunkins, but nothing else. I don't know a lot about Ana de Armas, but this made me love her. The gifts of it all. The gifts of it all was fantastic. If you guys didn't see her Instagram story, it was like, what, like 13 different gifts and like a peace sign in all different places on a black screen. Just like, nope, nah, peace, deuces. I really made me come around to her too. I I totally thought they were back together though, because Ben Affleck is that guy. Like he's never just ended a relationship. He's always spotted out with his exes a few weeks, months later, very Mm -hmm. on and off again. We always find out things we didn't know. Like he, it's very rare for him to get like a clean break. And I also, you know, selfishly, one of my predictions of the year was that they were going to have a child and clearly that hasn't happened yet. So I, I'm still holding out hope. Here's what I think about this couple. I think that they were just having fun together. And because of the pandemic, it seemed a lot heavier, like hotter and heavier than it was, but it was just like they were, kinds of put in the position of spending a lot of time alone together in each other's homes. But, you know, like, I think she's like a smart, hot, fun, young chick who like, she doesn't want to get saddled with this guy with a baby. No way. Peace out. Deuces. (laughs) Exactly. I'm into her. I'm into her. I'm into her haircut. I'm into her bob. I'm into her shag. I'm into her baby bangs. And I'm into her calling the shots. 
I am too. I just want to be able to say banana on this podcast, referring to the two of their couple relationship as much as I can. Well, just like Army Hammer, this celebrity is how allows himself one really good piece of red meat once a month. Oh my God. And, may we, and may we find someone who looks at us the same way that Orlando Bloom looks at cows. I don't know if you guys saw this this week, but it is absolutely my favorite story of the week. And it is Orlando Bloom's morning routine. The actor shared his life in the day rundown of his daily activities for the Sunday Times of London. And I could not get over it. It was giving me major Kourtney Kardashian vibes. Just sort of like ridiculous. Of Let's see what he does. So he fast before for breakfast. Bloom tells the Sunday Times that he has to earn his first meal. And then he mixes some green powders with brain octane oil, collagen powder for his hair and nails, and some protein before going on a hike. He is 90% plant-based, so he says, I'll only really eat a good piece of meat maybe once a month. Sometimes I look at a cow and I think, that's the most beautiful thing ever. Uh, Orlando Bloom wasn't done. And he says, during COVID, I started building Lego again. I build mostly cars and find the methodical nature of creating this little thing makes me feel like I'm achieving something else. He also chants for 20 20 minutes every day. Julianne Huff vibes. Julianne Huff vibes. And I just love that it was sort of like the Kourtney Kardashian breakfast on Koosh that I will never forget. That was like five different types of plant algae and powder and like an avocado chai pudding with protein and collagen powder. And it was just a little ridiculous. And I I live for this shit. Very interesting. I picture I always, you know, go back to that video of Julianne Huff chanting in her in her bed, stretching it out. Um, oh, God. I haven't talked about her in a while. I kind of need a Kinergy update. Maybe we should check that out. But maybe Orlando Bloom would like Kinergy. I think uh, he would. I think he would. I told you I took that Kinergy class after a breakup and like hysterically cried and felt so much better after I left. That but Julianne. you're not still in the cult or you are? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I did. She did like a live for Saks a couple of weeks ago with Kinergy and I did take her class and it was amazing. I Hashtag really help help free Topanga and free Travis. <laughs> free us from the cult. That is Julian Huff. I will follow her everywhere. Well, the Demi Lovato revelations in what seems like her 11th documentary of her life are still coming out. Uh, Demi Lovato has admitted she's come close to giving up on sobriety after reading damaging stories that called her, quote, morbidly obese. Demi Lovato reflected on an article in her new documentary, Dancing with the Devil, three years ago when she was on her path to recovering from an overdose. She said, I think it was right after I got out of rehab in 2018, I saw an article somewhere that said I was morbidly obese, she told Paper Magazine. And she has also revealed that she is not ruling out Malcolm marijuana, alcohol, marijuana and alcohol, and she's consuming it in moderation. She calls herself L.A. sober. (laughs) She says, quote, telling myself I can never have a drink or smoking marijuana. It feels like that's setting myself up for failure because I'm such a black and white thinker. And are you guys watching the Demi Lovato's 1100th documentary or have you seen enough? I did. I've watch. seen enough. I, I felt like I had seen enough, but then all the headlines started coming out and I was like, I have to see it. It was the first two parts are out on YouTube. It's good. It's really sad. And there's 
pictures of her like the night she overdosed of her like on heroin for the first time like she really does not hold back and opens up about a lot of stuff but i always just feel like every time she's a documentary she talks about how in the last one she was lying so i'm like waiting for like, <laughs> is, is she even telling the truth now i don't know not to make this about jessica simpson but of course there's a diary entry <laughs> from when she went viral wearing those mom jeans what everyone called jessica simpson fat yeah when she was a size 25 um which is insane and it just you know reminds me of of my girl jessica and everyone should just stop body shaming people it's really really lame i agree and sir i'm really glad that you brought that up because every time i watch the <laughs> lovato documentary i'm like you were lying last time how can we believe you and you're like full of half truths and she's only 28 so like i get so cons- and you know i mean i'm not a sobriety expert i'm not demi lovato i can't have any opinion on what she does with her life but i just feel like she was talking about in the documentary that she was on a slippery slope she started drinking again and trying to like drink normally yeah. and then she started drinking too much and then her eating disorder kicked up and like trying to find this balance is really hard for her and i don't really understand how she thinks she's gonna be able to drink and smoke again because that's yeah. literally how we got where we are but i always want the best for her it's it's a lot Do you guys know what it's time for? I can't wait to get aggressive. It is Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Ding, ding. Welcome these celebs to the ring. And let me tell you guys that they are some heavy hitters. And I am actually very excited to see who wins this because there's a lot of strong contenders. Gwen, the first bout is up to you. Reba McIntyre, who is 66 this week, versus rapper Salt of Salt and Peppa is 55 this week. You know what I think would happen? I mean, Reba's awesome. Like, Reba is really strong, you know, I'm like first lady of... First lady of country, she is a survivor, but Salt would just push it, push it real good. And Reba would go flying over the ropes and into the audience. Oh, sorry, Fancy. Your mama's not going to move you uptown. Well, the next bout we have for Sarah Huron, Julia Stiles is 40 this week versus Lady Gaga, who is 35 this week. Wow, super interesting to compare pit those two against each other. Um, let's go Julia Stiles just to mix it up. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I've always thought maybe it's because of her voice, but Julia Stiles Stiles seems strong. She yeah, seems for like she sure. Could throw she's a such punch. a badass in that ten things I hate about you. She is, and just a terrible dancer in Save the Last Dance. Aren't we all, all right. related? Stars are just like us. Fair enough. Um, Gwen Flamberg, the third and final bout before the grand finale is Amy Sedaris, is 60 this week, versus actor Lucy Lawless. That's right. Xena, the warrior princess, is 53 this week. I just don't see a contest here. Oh, so it's Amy Sedaris? <laughs> I mean, Amy Sedaris would would be really funny and it would totally distract Lucy Lawless. But then Xena would just go totally Xena on her and and it would be it would not be pretty is all I'm saying. Fair enough. All right. I'm so sorry to you, Amy Sedaris. All right, Sarah, we have three people getting into the ring. We have rapper Salt of Salt and Peppa, who has just pushed Reba McIntyre out of the ring. Julia oh, Stiles. push it. He has pushed it. Julia Stiles, 40th birthday. And Lucy Lawless, you may know her as Xena, the warrior princess. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Xena, the warrior princess, would be the easy answer here. 
But, oh, what's that? It's Reba coming back from the dead and beating all of them because she is my survivor. Oh, my God. What an exciting time here at the Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Congratulations to Reba McIntyre, who has crawled from the depths of the audience. Her career has been consistent. She's she's my queen. I'm sorry. She's coming through. I did her What's in My Bag interview, and she does carry a gun on her, so that might help her in this <laughs> oh, one. Right. Yes, she does. It is a small one with a mother-of-pearl hilt that is tinted pink. Thank you to my host, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all the piping hot celebrity this week. This is Travis Cronin on Hot Hollywood with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. After all, they're just like us. 